The Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara is a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about Max really the moment. I listen to dancing at the crossroads there about three or four times a week in the car on the way down just to get me <laughs> <laughs> Tony is like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game changer. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through take and take. Come on, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Hurling Podcast. Disappointment Monday night for the under-20s, losing out by a point to Kenny in the Leinster final. A lick of paint, Ben. That was all. Very unlucky. Had chances to win it, but, you know, it doesn't always happen. The lads fought their, heart, fought their hearts out and, you know, I, I think they deserve to get at least to go to extra time, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, just to see the character that they showed twice coming back into it, they, they are the positives to take, but ultimately it is a disappointment to be knocked out and to not uh, not get that extra time. Well, we're delighted to be joined by Wexford Under-20 manager Keith Rossiter and the most knowledgeable man in the county on Harlan, Ed Rousam. Right, Keith, we'll start with you. Um, a tough night last night, but the lads the lads really fought hard in the end. Yes, look, we we can't complain about the battling and the fight qualities in the lads that have shown the last couple of games, Ben. Uh, you know, especially last night, we went, I think, seven points down at one stage, you know, and when, when Kenny got the goal in particular, they didn't drop the heads and they, I think the answer back with three unanswered points, maybe four. Uh, so yeah, look, full credit to the lads for that. Great character, shown great bottle, Sean, and you know, got himself right back in back into the mix of it. I suppose they, they came they had to come back into it twice and they and they did it twice. In the first half, with a very slow start and, and they went six points to one down after probably 15 to 20 minutes, and they brought it back. Um, it was no seven points to one down, and they brought it back to seven four before half time. Then in the second half again, they went seven points down, and I actually thought myself at that stage, you know, you've done it once already, you've come back into it, but it's going to be very tough to do it the second time because scores are hard to come by too. But they did come back into it. Um, was there changes that you made at either of those stages? There was changes made, but. Regardless of that, the personnel on the field still went at it. They never dropped their heads. Uh, I was given a stat today. I was talking to Ian earlier on this morning. and He just said to me, after the first 15 to 20 minutes, we outscored Kenny 14 points to 1-6 in the, in the last 40. Uh, that's coming from Ian and now I want to check that up myself, but sounds about right. You know, yeah. uh, that look that that shows like that. I suppose we were on top for that period of time. I know they got the goal, 
And I think there was a slip by Dara Carey that allowed him in for the goal as well, you know, just a slip. It was a greasy surface. The pitch was in great condition. It was a hard but greasy on top. Uh, so, like, yeah, look, we made a couple of changes, Gary. We've been made, making changes most days. It's, it's gone into a, a 19, 20-man game, as you know, at this stage. So the lads were prepared to give it all for 40, 50 minutes, and we have to make changes. We have to make changes. We have guys to come on. You know, good guys like the likes of David Codd, Tucker Kinsa has been doing really well for us coming on as well. JJ Twamley, Josh Shield, we've and we've other guys, Liam Cass and Liam Shockman, you know, Keen Doyle, you know, don't leave anyone out, but we've good lads on the line as well that have been training just as hard as the guys on the field. And I keep telling them I can only pick 15 and we can only, you know, we can only decide on 15 for the match. It's gonna be a lot less disappointed. But the really killing part of it is that we have 33 in the panel. That's including Ushin Pepper now. Ushin to be 33. But those guys, we can only talk about 24. And that's the hardest thing. Picking the guys that actually don't talk out is the hardest part of it. That's the killer message, really. Given that the, the Friday night before a game that you can't actually talk out with the lads that you're still part of the day, but you don't get to talk out. What is the mood in the camp like after the game? I suppose, look, gutted, disappoint, disappointed. Uh, the one thing we would have been drilling into the lads all year is that you get an opportunity to wear the extra jersey, you know, you go and show us something and, you know, opportunities are going to be, you know, you take outside of 20, under 20, what's, what's the, you know, the percentages of guys making at a senior level, you know, and pushing on. And, you know, you think about all the guys you would have heard with over the years, how much of them didn't make at a senior level. So opportunities are going to be a little bit slacker for some lads after 20. And that's just the percentage again. We'd love to say they'll all play for Wexford. I hope the majority of them do hurt senior for Wexford. So I suppose it's a lost opportunity, knowing that we didn't, probably start the way we wanted to start you know we, we, we didn't aim to go out to be seven points to one down after about 16 or 17 minutes we thought we had preparations right but look nerves and occasions can do that to lads you know and these lads I suppose haven't been exposed to, to big games over the last two years you know yeah they played in the Leinster final 2019 a lot of them with the minor and good success in that you know they played Galway after that and it didn't go according to plan to them but since then I suppose for a lot of these guys it's been beaten by Dublin in the first round, beaten by Kildare in the first round, COVID for two years. You know, and that has effect on lads as well. And, you know, it's, we were delighted to see the crowd up and the amount of extra people with us last night to give us the backing. And just disappointed the way we started, but the way we finished, you know, that's the way we can play. And, you know, I'm just happy that they showed the bottle and the character to get back there. Look, lads are going to be obviously very gutted and, and disappointed in the dressing room, but, you know, they can they can still hold their heads up high. Uh they fought a good cause for Wexford and they wore the jersey well and they went down fighting and look, that, that's a good character to have. People looking from on the outside would kind of look maybe a few positional changes that would have happened from minor, say. David Codd moved from the backs to the forwards. AJ Redmond moved from the forwards to the backs. What was your thinking behind those moves? Yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's simple enough, Ben. Uh, we came in this year with, with the 20s and there was a uh, it was a clean slate, really, to be honest with you. And that clean slate meant that we had 60 guys in. And probably one of the first things we've done is a quick little survey, you know, uh, getting all their date, basic details off. But one of the questions on it was, where's your favourite position? Where would you like to play? You know, David Codd said centre forward and AJ said in the backs. So, <laughs> you know, they started. And look, we had a chat to AJ. We, we gave him one or two games in the forwards. He went back and he heard with Carlo IT and, he came up to me and said, I'm hurling cornerback on the Fitzgibbon team. You know, I'm hurling cornerback on the Fitzgibbon team. I'm not lying to you, he said. 
you know, I, I, I can hurl in the backs. And, you know, and I think he's shown over the last couple of days for us, he can hurl in the backs. Great hurling brain, good tackler, knows where the ball is, can spot danger. You know, I, I think they, they said on, on TG Carr last night, he tackled like he's in the Viva Station, in the Viva Stadium, tackling for Leinster against Munster nearly, a rugby game with that tackle on the Kilkenny guy going through. But it needed to be done. He sensed the danger, it had to be done. You know, that you know that could have been, if he had a good order line last night, that was probably the decisive moment. And just going back to David Codd as well, David can hurl anywhere. Great hurling brain. You know, got caught a little bit with us with injury this year. Had a small few niggles. Try, very hard trying to get him fully right. But to have the brain and he has a turn of pace as well, that a turn of foot that lads don't see that often. He knows where the goal is. You know, and to have him up in the forwards just with his own movement and his and his, his hurling brain is, is a great addition as well. And he wanted her up there. And, you know, and Rory had him in the Peters College. He knew a, bit, a good bit about him. And we'd all seen Dave with the Martins as well. And, you know, if, if they're comfortable in it, we'll give them a go on it. You were impressed with AJ at cornerback as well, Ed, yeah? Yeah, look, AJ is, is, is a very, very good hurler. I thought the two rap your lads in particular were very good. He's, as Keith says, he's had to tackle well, but I still think he was a loss from a scoring perspective. Maybe wing back where if he could get on the ball and score, but I can see why you would play him cornerback. And most days... Wexford are playing with a loose man and uh, there'll be no one better than AJ Redmond to play that loose man role, you know? Yeah, the one the one thing about the loose man is that there's never a day that we went out to play the loose man. Uh, mm. You know, it was always the opposition who went with it. And you might find it strange, but like and Rory said it to me after about five minutes, like, Kenny are going with a sweeper. You know, and mm. I suppose you'd be waiting for the day of, of all to hear that like, Kenny are going to go to sweeper and they're going to implement it, but that's the way it went. And, you know, it's always good. You know, in fairness to Davey fits with the seniors and you pick up little bits and pieces you go along. He always used to say, you know, it's good to have a ball man cornerback. You know, that if if you do have a loose man that he can hurl ball and, and give good delivery into the forwards and AJ will always do that. But like you're saying about the halfback line as well. And, mm. You know, you've Kyle Scallon, Keem, Keem Malloy and, you know, Joe Barrett has been unbelievable yeah. first issue. You know, and, and absolutely, the half back line was outstanding the whole year. Yes, yeah, yeah, and Joe has been Joe has been doing that since the, the turn of the hat there. You know, before Christmas with us, he's he's been one of the guys that he's been on our team at the start, and he's he's never been off it. Is there anyone in particular, Keith, that when you went into the job first, you said you weren't expecting to be as good, and then you turned around and were like, "Well, this guy has to be involved." Yeah, sure. I, I suppose again, it's it's for me. It was a clean, the whole thing of a clean slate, and I kept saying to the guys, I said, I don't mind what has happened at your minor days. I don't mind what's happened the last couple of years under twenty. Uh, you know, I, I to be straight about it, Ben, I wasn't worried about it. I wanted everyone to produce it now. You know, and let's see what's in front of us now. And you know, when I look at it, delighted for Joe Barrett. You know, really good guy, really quiet guy, works hard. It doesn't say a whole lot, but does his job. Another guy as well that, you know, people wouldn't be talking about that high, you know, in, in high regard, but he's very high on my on my radar now. My books will be on Ryan from the ends. Like, geez, unbelievable last night. Uh, really good against Westmead. Got tonsillitis against Leash. And, you know, he's out for about two weeks around that time with Leash. And we got him back in to play against Dublin. And, you know, and, just lads like that is just brilliant. Like and the same with Jack Redmond from Ratnor. You, you know, I, I was talking to Jack after he started with us against Westmead, and 
you know, he said to me, that's his first time playing for Wexford, like, you know, and those are the stories I like to hear as well. And these guys are well and truly good enough to be hurling for Wexford and it's great to give them the opportunity. From that minor team in 2019, Kyle Scallon and Richie Lawler, probably the two of the players who are most talked about for the future. How difficult was it to be going through the year not necessarily knowing would, would you have those guys at all? Yeah, sure. But, uh, I suppose we're looking at Kyle there for a long time and he's in around the senior squad and he's doing really well training-wise. And We got him for a practice match against Clare and he just said to me his finger wasn't right and he was mishandling a lot of ball and not striking the ball properly. Then we found out about the infection in his finger and the fracture had, hadn't healed properly. We knew he was going to be gone for a long time and we had sort of got Richie back to the old Richie. Uh, great attitude, great hurler, great leader. And he was hurling, we hurled Cork the day, the 18th of March, is at our Paddy's Day. And he's hurling great stuff first. But 25 minutes gone in the match, and he called me over and he said, uh, You may take me off. My foot's been sore for the last while. And that led to six weeks of an injury, you know. And we knew we were going to be out without the two of them. And just, I suppose, the one thing we did do was we announced it to the players straight away the lads are gone. Like, we're not going to be dependent on the two of them. You know, you need to beat Westmead. And they got the job done. I said, the lads are still not going to be back for Leash. You need to beat Leash. And they got the job done. And then we knew we had 13 days till Dublin. And we had to get a little bit of work into the lads. We got them back on the field, got them back hurling. And the players all knew it. And the players, look, even though some of them knew that they were going to be left over a panel, left over a team, they were still delighted to get him back in. Another guy as well that, you know, had struggled with us with injury, that's another good cog to that minor team was Justin Moran. Justin pulled a hamstring, got a really bad hamstring tear and had him back on the bench against Dublin and, you know, really going to play a part for us against, Tip, against Kilkenny and pulled up with the hamstring as well. Just a little twinge in his hamstring on Sunday morning. Uh, you know, couldn't tug first in on Monday night. But, you know, going back to Richie and Kyle, Sort of John Myler used to say it to us when he was over Wexford, he used to drive on. You have what you have, you have to drive on. You know, you can't keep thinking about it. What's available to you is what's available to you, and that's the way we had to deal with it. You know, and the players that stepped in from stepped up, you know, made the panel even stronger. Kilkenny appeared to be a little, a little bigger in stature than us. All the talk is about how. You know, how well Limerick are with their strength and conditioning, how fit they are physically, big they are physically. Where are we in Wexford strength and conditioning-wise? Are we on par at the minute with the other counties? Oh, no, we're not. No, we're not. We've great heart. We've great fight. Obviously, we've seen that over the last couple of days. But physicality-wise, no. We, we, we've a bit, we're, we're off that a little bit. Uh, did it play a factor yesterday in our game? Probably a small bit, yeah. You know, in a couple of rook situations and, and moving with the ball. Uh, the bigger Kilkenny guys were, were hard to stop at times. Yeah, 100%. I suppose my thinking on it is that we made it easy for Kilkenny, Kilkenny in the first 20 minutes. We stood off him in the middle third. Uh, I looked out across the field twice or three times and I saw Kyle, I saw Keen, I saw Shamey O'Hague and Luke all back the field, you know, and the ball was up in our attacking side. And that made it that made it easy for Kilkenny to walk the ball out of defence, and that's not the way we play, you know. And we, once we squeezed them, and once we put them under pressure, 
I think we're the better hurlers. And once, the, once you know, we made it into a 50-50 battle rather than standing off and putting a 70-30, you know. And uh, we didn't give him as much time on the ball. Then you're sort of taking the physicality type of thing out of it. You're breaking the ball. You're moving on to it like Owen Ryan and AJ were doing and Joe Barrett. And yeah, to answer your question, we are lacking a little bit behind physicality-wise. Uh, Michal Martin, the county chairman, we've, we've discussed it. And, you know, in fairness to Michal, he's proactive. He's, he's putting things in place. and He's working on that behind the scenes with Declan Brown, who's head over the physical, physical conditioning side of, of Wexford GA. So, there, there is a plan in place uh, that going forward, and hopefully we we see that we reap the rewards of that next year. So how far how far we were appeared to be withdrawn in the first half? That wasn't planned. That the lads just came out kind of naturally. Yeah, look, it's just they lost their shape at times. You know, maybe Kenny rattling over the three points. Lads got a little bit more nervy, got a little more defensive minded. But we were just wanting to push forward, push up, and you know, get back into position, get a bit of shape on it. We don't want Kyle Scallon hitting the ball up where there's five backs on two two forwards. No, we don't ever want that situation. You know, we wanted to use the ball a bit better. And I think we've seen that after 20 minutes, the way we were playing. We were using the ball a lot better. We were carrying it. We took a couple of wayward shots as well in the first 20 minutes. And, you know, not judging the wind. And look, I'm going to put it down to nerves and a little bit of inexperience in the bigger days. But, like, that's all part and parcel of... of, of of growing up in underage hurling and, and getting used to this type of thing. You know, this is all stands to these as going forward. Just go back to the, the strength and conditioning, Keith. Is do, do you know what is in place to, to bring that level up? And, and does that involve getting people into the schools? I don't, I, I don't know, Gary, to be straight about it. There was, there was someone in the schools before, and I believe there was a meeting this year with the schools as well. Uh, Earlier on this year, I believe there was a meeting with the county board and the schools to discuss that. Uh, I don't know what the process is there. I don't know what, what the procedure is going to be. But yeah, it, it was there before. I can't see why it wouldn't happen again. But again, that's back to the schools and county board. The, 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 I suppose a lot of schools around Wexford, you look, we call them the main hurling schools around Wexford. Your, your Peters, your Wexford CBS at this stage, you're in the Scottish CBS your FCJ, your good councils, your Gory community schools, a lot of these schools now are well well equipped with gyms and, and facilities at this stage that, yeah, it's probably the place to do it. Would you be a big gym goer, Ed? No, 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 I, I get enough gym work here six days a week without, without having to go, yeah. No six-pack? No, no, potatoes maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, you're on about um, lads playing in the backs and the forwards. The minor team in 1992, believe it or not, Gary Laffin was full back on that team and Eugene Furlong was centre forward. So both of them within four to five years had switched around to be become, uh, you know, Eugene Furlong was outstanding cornerback and Gary played a massive part in the 96 dollar and win four years later. So it can happen and sure, Rory McCarthy played in the backs and Played in the forward, so a good hurler will play anywhere, you know. Ah, yeah, sure. I, I've played okay. in the backs and forwards myself. Exactly, Gary. Exactly. <laughs> if we look at the format of the under twenty championship, is it is it right that they took away the All Ireland semi finals? Yeah, I'd 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 agree with that. I'd Would agree you? with that. I'd agree with uh, taking away the semi-finals. You could be in one now. <laughs> no, no, and no, and no, I would no, I wouldn't. 
I, I, you know, winner goes in and it's a condensed season as well. But I tell you what, it would change, Gary. I think there should be a round robin or a group stage in Leinster like Munster. Uh, yeah. I think for all the teams training, like Wexford, Wexford will be seeded next year. So Wexford, if it's on this format, Wexford will be in a semi-final next year. Probably played about two weeks ago, the end of April. And you could train for six months for one game and be bet. You know, and like, that's like Galway and Dublin did. Like, like Galway and Dublin, hundred percent. How how was that promoting hurling, or you know, or developing young guys? That's that's not that's not developing anyone. At least if they got two or three games, it'll help. Them. There are two or three good, well contested games, and if you're out, then you're out. But at least you got two or three games. Uh, I, I I don't believe in straight knockout from from the get go in Leinster. I think they need to look at that big time next year, but. I'd have no problem. Like you take it, we have Ulster in, in our playing in Leinster. You know, Antrim are down in it this year. We have obviously Galway in it, so that's a strong enough championship. And there's loads of room for three games, two or three games, and that, you know, and then bring on your Leinster champions and your Munster champions and go play your Ireland final. Personally, myself, I I think they should uh, revert back to under twenty one. I think it was much better spectacle under twenty one. You know, I'm only thinking now out loud that. Uh, Wexford played Kilkenny in the 2017 Honor 21 Leinster final and you know you had Rory O'Connor and Carl Dunbar with senior experience and on the other team you had Liam Blanchfield and Jason Clear so obviously the game is going to be better when you have players of that quality there and now with the current rules no one can play senior and play Honor 21 which which is a bit a bit crazy I think you know Oshin Pepper how is this helping Oshin Pepper, that, that he's not allowed to play his own age group, you know. And the funny thing about it, the night Wexford played Leash, I'm certain sure Oshin Pepper was probably training with Wexford. So it's definitely not Bournemouth is not the issue here, like, you know. We've discussed it on the podcast. It just makes absolutely no sense. And I, like if Oshin Pepper is only one case, but if we use his case, hmm. he won't have had a game now for three weeks because he didn't feature against Leash. So... That's three weeks with a Leinster final that he could have played in in the middle that he can't play in, which is just ridiculous. If you look at the Galway lads, the, is it Gavin Lee? Gavin um, Lee is one person, yeah. yeah. And then you know you have the Cork lads as well. But at least the Cork lads are, are actually making the team. You know they're they're getting their game time, whereas whereas the others are not. I think it's crazy. Yeah. But in Gavin Lee's situation. That was yeah. one extra game that he would have played with the Galway under-20s because yeah. they only yeah. had one game. And yes. they were only ever going to have a maximum of three games either. So, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. not, it doesn't make any sense. Keith, yeah, well, what? Just, the under-21, you, know, under you know, if you play well at under-21, there's always a chance, Keith will agree with me, there's always a chance of getting the call up to the senior team or getting selected with the senior team. So that's that's gone now, you know, because they're they're all so young, they're all a year younger, and, and some of them lads last night were only eighteen years of age, you know. Yeah, agree, agree. Yeah, I keep saying to the lads that you know if this is your shop window to get into a senior panel, you know this this is it. You go and perform and you get into an extended panel, and that's not even saying getting into a, a match day panel. That's that's getting noticed for next year nearly. You know, this is the next step up along the ladder and. You have to put in the two or three years in a senior panel and then hopefully get a jersey, get a start somewhere along the way. Yeah, but you know, this burnout is a, is a great phrase now, you know, but Martin Quigley, one of Wexford's greatest ever players, in 1969, he won a Leinster uh, minor football title, 
two hours later, he won a Leinster Honour 21 hurling title, got into a car, and down to play with Rat Tour in football that <laughs> evening. Now, just bear in mind that that's, that's a serious... Uh, that would be classed as born out, wouldn't it? Martin Quigley played with Wexford. He was 39 years of age, hurling and football. So, you know, I think where there's a will, there's a way. Now, I don't want anyone to be playing three games in one day. Absolutely no, not. I, 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 was asked a, I was asked a question, Ed, just over the weekend there about, about burnout. And they just said about the lads hurling on Monday night now and how would they recover in time to play the following Monday. And I said, what? <laughs> I said, it's six days. I said, yeah. So we have to mind them during the week. We have a recovery session on Wednesday. We do a bit of hurling on Friday. You know, meet on Sunday and hurl again on Monday. Like I said, once upon a time, you'd hurl on Monday. You could go back and hurl again on Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You might get off Thursday and then you're back into matches again the weekend. Yeah, you have to mind players a bit better. I totally understand. I totally agree with that. But like, they're young lads. They're mad for road. Like, they're well able mm-hmm. for road. So, it's just about monitoring it and, 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 putting a cap on what they're doing really and in fairness to Dar Egan with the seniors we spoke twice a week if not three times a week on what loading the lads were getting and what matches we wanted them to play and you know unfortunately Oshin was the one that got caught up with the seniors but as I said to Oshin it's great to make your debut as well for the senior team and that's the ultimate goal for everyone Oh absolutely absolutely I was delighted to see Ocean Pepper getting brought and I can see why he was being brought on because he was outstanding against Galway in the league and why wouldn't you bring him on if you're in that situation looking for scores he, he's a great future ahead of him but I think it's very unfair on him that he couldn't play under 20 I think I think it would have been it would have been great for him it would have been great for Wexford and we only lost by a point you would like to think the Ocean Pepper would be worth more than a point to Wexford in that grade Big thing is there, there's absolutely no guarantee that any young fella will have a, a good senior intercounty career. Mm. So why take away the under twenty from? Yeah, fair point. For the sake of not not trusting managers, basically the rule says keep that you and Dara can't be trusted to manage the young lads' workload. Basically, yeah, that's basically yeah, in a nutshell, yeah, and it's the one thing we've look. I can see why some manager mightn't be talking. They want to look after their own shop, but in fairness to Dara, as I said, twice, three times a week, who's doing what, who's where, who's playing with colleges, who do we need to look after, who's carrying knocks, all that conversation went on. So like, he, yeah, he did, when we were talking to him, he did tell us that, so good that you verified it anyway, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, have, we have our story straight anyway, Gary. That's what yeah. Telling us. yeah. No, Galway were only beaten by a point as well with uh, how was top class forward. So, you know, they can feel aggrieved by it too, you know. I think it's a crazy rule myself. It's also interesting that it doesn't extend to anything else. Like, yeah, true. Skibben doesn't matter. You could be playing senior football no. for Wexford and go and play under 21 hurling. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, and look- punishing, punishing the best, as John Kiley put it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, right. yeah. Well- well post, yeah. Another point I wanted to make, and it, it kind of might feed into now, Ed, you thinking that it should go back to under 21 rather than under 20. Like, there's a lot of players now, Keith, that are, this was their last year under 20, and they wouldn't be ready yet for a Wexford senior panel or even extended panel. Do they get lost? Because they're out with the Wexford system as such, and they're not getting, again, the strength and conditioning that they might need 
to continue their development. Do they fall fall out of it completely, or, or what? Where is there for them to go? Yeah, that, are they relying be, on their clubs? That would be my worry, Gary. To be honest about once I got in and got to know these lads, and there's some of them mad Wexford hurling that they, they, they do absolutely anything just to play for Wexford, right? And they are going to be 20 this year. They're going to go back to their clubs, and a lot of them can get lost. You know, can get lost. Life changes. Might do a year traveling, you know, might get a job somewhere, you know, and the focus might be on hurling. And I think we have to do our best in Wexford to keep these elite players, we call them, because we're playing for county team, to keep these guys, you know, in the fold, really, somewhere or another. I think there has to be something done, whether it's an extended panel or development squad or a call, whatever you want to call it. I think there has to be something done just to, to keep these lads that are very interested in hurling for the county. Uh, for the next two to three years, let them develop. Let them develop. Let them still play for their club. Let you know, like let them not miss a club game. But to have your eye on them, give them the right guidance. They're there as backup for a senior match if they need us. Need us up, lads to come in for a fifteen on fifteen. And so I don't know. The county board, me, Hall will be talking to us in the next couple of weeks for that, and you wouldn't know what we put in place. But that'd be my view on it. I I think that I'd hate to see some of these lads going to the wayside and, and not hurling at the level that it should be hurling the next couple of years. Yeah. That was your first experience, well, not experience, but first job at Intercounty, Keith. Are you planning on staying on more or what's what's your story? I suppose I, I learned the hard way, Ben. I had to look after Gary and ask him more there a couple of years ago. <laughs> uh, I was assist. I was assistant there with Laron and Askamore. So I did come up to Harvey. Yeah, I had. I learned a lot of stuff in Askamore. Uh, but yeah, look, I suppose as manager role, yeah, that's my first one as manager. Uh, I suppose look, in fairness to Mihal and the county board, I had the faith in me to, to to go with me on it. Uh, you know, I had to do the interview like everyone else had to do the interview, and had a good chat to him that time and told him about the package I had around me, the lads I had around me, and. I think you have to surround yourself with good men and I think I've done that in uh, in Rory, Jacob, Ana Martin, Joe Kearns, JJ Doyle. You know, I just, yeah, I, I'd like to stay at it. Uh, I'd like to think that the county board might want us to come back again and we, we'd be open to have a chat over the next couple of weeks. Who are you, who are you expecting, Keith, from that from that setup to drive on in the next couple of years to be on the senior senior team? Yeah, good question, uh, Ben. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that there's a long gap, as Ed was sort of alluding to earlier, with 20s and 21s. There's a big gap between that and senior. Uh, there's a long road to go. You can be in a very impressive 20-year-old. 20, 20 and we have a couple of them, by the way, and I'll, I'll name a few of them in a second. But uh, there's a lot of work to win. After that twenty, after you finish twenties, there's there's two years of serious work, commitment, you know, hurling, getting their great level of hurling up again, and physicality wise, as you alluded to earlier as well, about Kilkenny and their physicality. But I suppose just looking at the team yesterday, uh, you know, the, you're looking at Kyle who's involved in the senior panel at the minute. You're looking at Richie. You're looking at Keem Malloy. Uh, you know, then there's younger guys underneath that. I do I'd love to see. I'd love to see the likes of a Key and Brown and, and Tucker Kinsa and these ads in, in development squads or in extended panels somewhere along the way to, to help them develop and, you know, strength and conditioning wise. But 
David Codd is an exceptional talent if you can just you know get him get himself really right. We had him we had him flying. He was and you know he got this Achilles tendon injury, really strange one. It was really hard to get it right for him. Uh, but like when David Codd is right, like he's he's unbelievable. Uh, so yeah, there, there's four or five guys on it there. Justin Morn is a very serious talent as well, but getting serious problems with his hamstrings. Uh, we got a couple of glimpses of Justin there in a couple of months. We're over it. And he's a good talent as well and a good size build of a chap. So, yeah, just out of the current batch of players, you're looking at your, your I suppose, I won't call them household names, but your, your key players that it was in that minor team and uh, your Kyles, your, your Keynes, Key Malloy's, your, your Richie. Uh, you know, I'd love to see a bit of work going into the likes of Owen Rain. I think in series, nephew Adara. Serious, serious attitude towards hurling. Uh, knows where he's knows the limitations, knows why he does right, you know, and really good attitude towards training and just and hurling for Wexford. And I think that's his his first time he's ever been involved in, the, in a Wexford setup. But if the, if that guy filled out and got a bit of condition, he's a serious option. On um, Tucker Kinsler, obviously, big interest from my side, seeing as he's an Ask War man, but. He seemed to take up a role as a impact sub. He came out, I didn't see the Westmead game now, but he came on against Leash and got two points, came on against Dublin in the semi-final and did very well and got a point, and then was brought on again um, on Monday and got won a free and got a point and you know, was starting to make things happen. Is, is that a role that he was kind of seen to do or because there's such a short turnaround, is it a... Thing where you don't want to change to make too many changes for a game. Yeah, I suppose to be honest, you're you're trying to get the right mix on the field as well, Gary, at a given time. And uh we had we had plenty of chats to, to Tucker, really good guy. Uh probably unlucky not to start against Westmead. Uh when he came on, he'd done the job as well. Uh Sort of tinker with the idea and start him or not against against Leash, but when he came on against Leash, he's a different animal. Like you know, yeah. he, we we no problem with saying it. We told him in the dressing room, everyone he won the game first. Two two fantastic points in the space of a couple of minutes. Really good attitude towards it, uh, and it's it's not even to say it's not even fair to say that he fell into the category of a super sub, you know, or or anything like that. An impact player. Uh, there's much more to Tucker than that as well, you know, as you well know from from home. Yeah. But uh, I suppose some manager will tell you you start you finish with a, a stronger fifteen at times, and with the with the twenty players we had and there's a couple of guys in the twenty four and further on the panel the panel was so strong that the guys that were bringing on like you know we need them making an impact you know they have to come on and lift the thing you know not everyone from one to fifteen are going to have a good game and we had a couple of lads last night who were below par you know for their standard. And, you know, they were struggling. Gave them the benefit of the doubt after half time to try to raise their games. You know, nerves. Everyone was struggling with nerves for the first 15 minutes. Everyone's in the one boat. But, like, when you have the likes of Tucker and JJ Twanley and, and David Codd and all the rest of these guys to come on, Josh Shield, you know, you're sort of just chomping at the bit to get them in to, to do the job for you. And they're mad to do the job for you. They want to start. They want to play. And you're sort of holding back a little bit. And then you're just letting them go. And when you let Tucker go, you know, he, he he's on fire the last couple of days first. You know, I, I had a good chat with him last week. I just said to him that uh, we're still picking the team. 
between starting and not starting, you don't know. And I said, look, either way, I said, Tucker, what you've been doing for us with the 20s this year is unbelievable, you know, and you're really producing it. And he was in a really good place and he was happy either way, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Now we will go on to our Hurler of the Week, which is sponsored by Bolands Wexford Ford, the official Ford dealership located in Ferrybank, Wexford, number one for new and used cars in Ireland. And Ed, we're going to give you the honour of picking this week's Hurler of the Week. Oh, it's a hard one. You know, the funny thing about last night's match, I think um, about seven, our our best seven was better than the, the Kilkenny's top seven, I thought, you know. I think it's very hard to pick the player of the week because of, you know, it was a low-scoring game and Carlo is such a tight pitch, you know, I'm sure. You know, as I said earlier, AJ Redmond, Jack Redmond, Joe Barrett, Keane Malloy. I thought Luke Cavanaugh was very good too. He got on a lot of balls, you know. But I just thought when Wexford went 1-9 to 5 points down, I thought Jack Redmond was the one that carried the fight to Kilkenny. And, you know, I was so disappointed for him missing the last score because he was the right man at the right time. And people won't appreciate how hard it is to execute that shot that he tried, you know. And you're talking about, someone described it as paintwork, you know. It was... It was millimetres. But Jack has proven himself in the leash match. He got a crucial score. He got a goal against um, Dublin. When Keane Byrne got injured, he had to step up and take a, a crucial free. So there can't be any questions or any doubts about about the goods that Jack Redmond had. And I just think myself that he, he was our main man yesterday when Wexford uh, fought back from from seven points down, I thought I thought he was outstanding. But look, you could give it to the six other lads and no one would blink an eye. So that, that's who I would pick. Well, congratulations to Jack Redmond on being the hurler of the week. Um, yeah, just when you were saying like how difficult that kind of a shot is, it's also it's it's one that's going to stick with him too. That for for a while, I, I know myself. I can't remember what year it was. It wasn't even in the last minute of a game, but uh, hit a wide from a similar type of situation where, you know, you're close into goal, but you're under a bit of pressure and you're hitting it backwards against the Shamrocks in the county semi-final. And they ended up beating us by a point. I think Bob Jacob nailed every single free he took that day against us. And I think they went on to beat Duffery then in the final. Yeah, I remember the match, Gary, yeah. Yeah. But you know... um, wasn't it, wasn't it a fantastic touch by Jack Redmond to get the ball in his hand? Did you see that when you went home? It was a lovely touch to get in his hand, you know. And I, th- I think I think he'll be grand because he's got loads of, loads of character. He has proved that in the previous matches. What I just said, I think Jack will be grand. And you know, he was he was outstanding for Rathmore last year, particularly against uh, the Harriers last year. He scored four points from play, so I think he's a, a talent. Definitely, definitely one worth looking at going forward. Yeah, I, I just, just, just on that, I agree a hundred percent with you. The, the character, the man, you know, and and we'll go back to that Dublin game. He had done a serious job when he came on against Leash first, but the Dublin game in particular, he took the go, he put the head down and went for the goal on numerous occasions. Took the game to Dublin, drawn in threes, you know, laying off the ball, 
took the goal really well. But the turning point for me was the free. So yeah, great yeah. character. And, and, and at that so. time, Keen Byrne had the, the hand injury. And the ref mm. said, you know, you may treat the blood. So, and without even thinking, Jack is our second free taker anyway. He could be our first free taker. He's that good at it. Without even thinking, I shout over to Jack, Jack free. You know, not even realizing myself how serious, how important the free was. <laughs> you know, and there was no question. He jogged over, picked up the ball, stood over, nailed it. You know, and, and we, we spoke about the train the next day, like the composure and the character of that man to do that. And the one thing about yesterday, with the ball going wide or the bar, you know, the wide, we love to go to the bar, but we've always said to him, take the shot, take the shot. There, there's none of us going to be on to you after the game. You know, and Ed, you're dead right. Richie, Richie's hand passed to him, got sort of half, half the arm got half a slap, didn't come yeah. off perfectly, but the touch into his hand, up, up, and there was two Kilkenny lads diving at him at the time. You know, yeah. but, you know, a foot the other way, we're into extra time, and God knows what we'll be talking about today. Totally different conversation. Yeah, yeah I, th- I, th- I think we would have won an extra time, and uh, I think we had all the momentum. Uh, you know, Richie Lawler, I forgot to mention Richie Lawler. What a performance for the last 20 minutes, you know. There's something really special about them uh, fight harriers, lads, you know. We've seen so many of them over the years, the Larry O's, the Lee Chins, the Richie Kios against Offaly one day down Wexford Park. They they just bring that extra bit to the table, you know. And Kyle Scallon's performance against Dublin, I thought it was vintage Larry O'Gorman. I thought he was outstanding in that second half. And Keen Malloy was too, but I think these fight harriers, there's something really special about them. You were on a, another 21 panel, I think, Keith, where Nicky Lampard, remember, was the main man, and he was brilliant for Wexford yeah. the whole way through that championship. They just have a, a, a I, I describe it as a, a natural swagger, you know, I think they're brilliant. Yeah, no, I agree, 100%. And a delight for Richie getting plagued by this injury in the, 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 the foot, the, you know, getting the fracture in the foot, and, you know, to come back with a couple of sessions of training and mind himself so well, you know, keep himself in good condition, keep the hurl in his hand. And, you know, when we needed to take the game to Kilkenny yesterday, you know, no better man, you know, got him in the edge of the square. And if he had got a, a step on that full back the time he caught it, you know, Richie would have found the net like, you know, and it's little margins, little margins. Keen Byrne got in that time. And, you know, I just looked at it back there this evening. The, the angle... Uh... Yeah, the angle was a lot tighter than I thought it was. I thought if I hit the ground, but the angle was cut very tight, but it just flashed over the bar. And if you had got a goal there, it was a sucker punch for Kenny. Little things, you know. If, I, thought you know standard, I thought the standard of free taking was very good from both sides. With windy conditions now, you know. I thought both yeah. teams uh, scored yeah. very well from their frees. Yeah, big, big thing for us was discipline going in. And, you know, I thought the ref blew a couple of times in the wrong. You know, there was a, a couple of times he'd done it for over Karim where I thought we were being held up in the tackle illegally. Uh, little things, he gave him a couple of frees for that. But look, not going to blame the ref. Just one of them days. Uh, once you're chasing a game against Kilkenny, it's very hard to get ahead. You know, that's as traditional as they are. Very hard to pin them back. And we made several good attempts at it. And if you had it got in front, we might look back at all, you know. I know, I know you won't blame the ref, Keith, but but we can blame the ref. And, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm only messing, but I I did think that there could have been there could have been more than four minutes added on, and obviously, if the shoe was on the other foot and Wexford were leading by the couple of points going into extra time, I would have thought four was plenty. But yeah. Shamie O'Hagan was down for three minutes, 
How is he, by the way? Yeah, concussion. Uh, a bit of a worry about concussion. Other than that, he's okay. But you have to just be careful. These concussions, Gary, can be delayed as well. So yeah, need to yeah. check it in over the next couple of days and pack quickly the physio. We'll be checking in. There's a doctor on hand as well to have a look at him. So just a matter of keeping an eye on him. And yeah, I, I, I'd agree 100%. I thought Shamey was down for nearly the three or four himself. He was uh, down for three minutes. And, and sure, then there was ten, there was eight to ten subs made as well. Yeah, four minutes. Yeah, it's ridiculous stuff. You don't look. These rules and regulations, they're all bound by him, but you know, when it comes down to it, there's some guy on the sidelines discretion and 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 a, and a referee to say how much is going to be played. You know, yeah. we wanted we wanted five or six there. You know, really, and it should be five or six. And, you know, we're even with Shami at the time, we were anxious. We knew ourselves that we had a bit of momentum at that stage. You know, and obviously we wanted to see the Shami was okay, and he got up. I was running out in the field, and I wasn't allowed on the field. I was wanting to go see was he okay, and the referee told me to get back off. He's fine, and again, I got back to the sideline. Shami was back on the ground again, so he obviously wasn't okay. You know, so little things like that. Jamie had broke out to a couple of balls before that as well. And now we're in a position where he had to come off, you know. But yeah. in, in fairness, the lads, as I said, came on, done a great job for him. Thanks very much, lads, for for joining us. Yeah, right, thanks bro. a million. No problem. And hard luck again, Keith. Thanks, thanks for joining us to, to share, share all that with us. Best of what he did to ever play it, unquestionably like the best there ever was. My God, like it was just so good, so good. I believe a magician. I'm the youngest of the fifteen, uh, nine brothers and five sisters. They just stuck you in the goal then. Yeah, well, uh, a so-called goal, uh, two tar barrels. Damien Fitzhenry was the best goalkeeper I ever played, but you know, I'd say, say that. Damien Fitzhenry is the best goalkeeper I've ever seen. So I'd probably, like, I'd probably say Damien. Thanks to Ed and Keith for joining us. It was great to have them on. Two very knowledgeable hurling men. Unfortunately, Shane Tompkins couldn't make it. As he said, he'd be too intimidated to be in the same chat as the legend Ed Rousam. I said Ed is a nice fella. You know, Ed's a lovely fella. Yeah, but he he, he just he, he's too intimidated by Ed. Just his aura he brings up is what Shane said now. So hmm. maybe maybe it's something to do with the time that Kate Roster was over Askamore as well. Maybe. Quite quite likely. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back soon with another podcast. Thanks to our sponsor the Anascorti Credit Union. Take care. Up Wexford. Over the bar.